and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. And this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the ordinary, everyday rhythms of life. And one of the segments on this podcast is called Theology for Everyone, where we are working through the Westminster Confession of Faith, helping our people come to understand doctrine and theology and kind of systematic theology in a deeper way. Um, we, we need better theologians. We need to be better theologians to live in a crazy culture such as ours. Mm. We need to understand who God is. We need to understand the nature of our salvation, um, who we are. We need to understand what the Bible teaches. And so we, you really can't get enough of theology right now. And so we want to double down on this. And so we are coming back at you with the Theology for Everyone podcast. Today, I have got our director of Sacred City Youth, Alex Tate. How's it going, guys? And I've got my pastoral assistant, Kevin Noor. Hey, guys. And we are in chapter 10 of Effectual Calling. And Tate gave you a little hint last week on what we'll be talking about. Uh, many people ask. We were talking about election. We're talking about effectual calling how God saves people, that it's all, that first act is all 100% him. It's monergistic, not synergistic. And so a lot of people say, okay, well, what about babies? What about babies who die in, in the womb or baby, young, young children who die? And um, the Westminster Divines answer that question for us. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and read it. Chapter 10 of Effectual Calling, Article 3. Elect infants dying in infancy are regenerated and saved by Christ through the Spirit who worketh when and where and how he pleaseth. So also are all other elect persons who are incapable of of being outwardly called by the ministry of the word. Hmm. What are you thinking over there, Kev? I'm thinking, um, and this is a bit of a, uh, not tangent, but going sideways. So that would include people in um, societies where the gospel hasn't been preached or simply people who've died before. Well, I guess it wouldn't be before because it's providence of God, right? Before what? Um, before being saved or before um, well, so conversion, saying, I suppose. No, because it's, so it's saying who are incapable of being outwardly called by the ministry of the word. Mm. So an okay. infant is incapable of being outwardly called right. because you can't preach the gospel to an infant. Right? Is that special needs as well? Yes. Mm. Great, great question. Great, great thought there. Yes, it's special needs as well. Gotcha. It's special needs as well. But would that, it could that, let me just say it like this. Could that also include indigenous people in some island, wherever, wherever? Yes, absolutely, it could. Mm. In the providence of God, it could. But we're all, now, we could, res, we, we could hear that and respond in an, on a sinful way mm-hmm. and say, oh, well, if it's a, then let's Lord, just sit on our hands. No yeah. big deal. But we can't do that because God's already called us to go make disciples of all the nations. Mm-hmm. So we're called to go out there. But let's say we can't get out there. Let's say it's communist China and we can't, you know, it's, it's, we can't get in there or it's Pakistan or I don't know. I'm just naming yeah, yeah. places that would be, you know, either really, really hard to get in there or we can't get in there. Can God 
save people 100% providentially. Westminster Divine say, absolutely he can. Mm. Let's read it again. Elect infants dying in infancy are regenerated and saved by Christ through the Spirit. Alex, will you read that text? Let the children come to me. Now they were bringing even infants to him that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them to him saying, let the children come to me and do not hinder them for to such belongs for the kingdom of God. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Okay. Mm. So the kingdom's for infants too. The kingdom of God is for infants too. And so the Reformed Church has historically taught um, that the death of a Christian, uh, so uh, an infant who dies to a Christian parents, that that child was most li- was uh, was was going to be in heaven. That's what Reformed doctrine teaches. Okay. Now, when when it says here elect infants, it's also including not just the children of Christian parents, but it's making a provision for God's sovereign grace. Like. We don't know who all the elect infants are. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, it could be philosophically, theoretically, I, I think it could be any, all infants. It could mm. potentially be all infants. You know, I don't know for sure, but it could be. God's grace is that lavish and extravagant. So it's saying here, elect infants dying in infancy are regenerated, saved by Christ through the Spirit. So again, what's another evidence of God of uh, I would say evidence of grace, but another reason to believe in reform soteriology and not free will, free will, you know, stuff mm. is that we don't need a profession of faith to believe that our, you know, chil- young children who die, that we don't need that to believe that they're in heaven mm. and for them to get to heaven because their regeneration is God's work and not God's work alone and not God's work and our work together. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So God, so saved by Christ, still saved by Christ, through the Spirit, who worketh when and where and how he pleaseth. Yeah. So he's sovereign. You got a text for that? Yeah, John 3, 8. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Okay. Totally God's will. Mm-hmm. So also are all other elect persons who are incapable of being outwardly called by the ministry of the word. Text for that? Yeah, 1 John 5.12. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. And then Acts 4.12. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Okay, so it's all... Through Christ, we're not arguing that. Um, but what what happens to those who either never heard, hear about Christ, mm-hmm. or are incapable of understanding mm-hmm. Christ? And the confession says that this is all of God's grace through the Spirit, who can work. He and and basically they're saying. Everyone who's elect, mm-hmm. they, they will be saved. One mm-hmm. way or the other, they're going to be saved. Yeah. And there is provision in this f- 
for those people who don't hear about Christ. Yeah. But we still have an, a call from God to go evangelize the nations, mm-hmm. to go preach the gospel to those nations. But, um, yeah, but we just see the, the sovereign grace of God here. We see the, um, you know, it's, I heard a atheist say, Christians say, Christians have the audacity to preach that only those who believe in Christ go to heaven. Everybody else is going to hell. But then they go, they preach that message. And then 30 minutes later, they they go to Golden Corral and eat buffet food. They're like, that doesn't make sense. If everyone else in the world is going to hell, you should be standing on the street corner screaming your guts out. You should be begging and pleading with people to be saved. They're all going to spend eternity in hell. And this is, you know, a a quaint little argument, but I would tell him, yeah, that's how I would respond if salvation was up to me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But their salvation isn't up to me. Their salvation is up to a sovereign God who can save them however he wants to save them and when he wants to save them. My God, my, my, goal, my goal in life is not to have one singular focus. My goal is to be a well-rounded Christian, a father, a husband, a dad, to enjoy the good things that God's given us. It's not just to focus on saving people from hell and screaming from the rooftops and everywhere else. Yeah. That's, we have other things to do besides that. Is, evangeliz- is evangelism important? Absolutely it is. But So I just think it's a, it, you know, it, like it can be debilitating to think of people in Iraq, people in China. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, in one sense, if you really thought about that and you thought you were the only hope, yeah. you know, it, that's a debilitating thought. Mm. It's a miserable life too. Okay. It's a miserable life. It's a miserable life. Um, and so salvation is ultimately up to the Lord. And yet we still, we should feel a desire to save the lost, a desire to share the gospel, you know, a desire to be used by God. If he wants to send us to China, we should be open to that. But our our calling is to listen to him and respond to him wherever he's placed us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So, okay, last one. Article four. Others not elected, although they may be called by the ministry of the word, and may have some common operations of the Spirit, yet they never truly come unto Christ and therefore cannot be saved. Hmm. Much less can men, not professing the Christian religion, be saved in any other way whatsoever, be they never so diligent to frame their lives according to the light of nature and the laws of that religion they do profess and to assert and maintain that they may is very pernicious and to be detested. Got to break that down. Mm-hmm. Let me take a drink and then I'll do that. All right. So, we just said that God, through his sovereign grace, can save people 
who never hear the preaching of the gospel, okay? He could do that, right? He would still be saved through Christ by his spirit, um, but he, he can do that. What he's saying now is just because people hear the gospel, go to church, live lives in line with Christian truth. Operations of the Spirit. Operations of the Spirit. So wow. maybe even they have some kind of conviction, of, some kind of common grace conviction of feeling wronged, or like when they do something wrong, they feel convicted by it. Mm. Um, so yes, he's, and may have some common operations of the Spirit. Um, so that does not mean that those people are saved. Is that something where you kind of see a lot of people that are were big in the church just walk away from the faith? That type of worldly, you know, example, I guess? Well, because Christianity is true, it works in line with a lot of things human beings should naturally desire. Okay, so let me just give some examples. When a person comes to Christ they're redeemed. And when they're redeemed, their wills are set free, right? And they begin to work in line with God. So they, they, they believe now what is true and what is good and what is beautiful. And out of that, they become more moral. They become more ethical. They do business. They, they work harder. Um, they become a good to society. They create good institutions. They can create good governments. They can do all these things, right? They can raise good kids. And so a person looking in could go, whoa, that person's life is so much better than mine. I want to do that. I want to live like that. And so they come to Christianity not because they want to be saved from their sin or they want to know God or they want to love God, but they come because they want the fruit of Christianity. They want those perks. They want the perks. A professor in, in seminary called it redemption and lift. Typically when a person gets saved, their life their, their, their life increases. So their, their blessings increase, right? They typically, you know, you work hard, you do these things. Typically you make more money, right? You know, you get better friends. If you're a good friend, you get better friends, all these things. Typically that happens. Now we have to bear a cross and persecution comes, but this is redemption and lift process. So what the Westminster divines are saying here is just because, so there's some people that can come into the church to make business deals, yeah. Come into the church to raise better kids. Come into the church with ulterior motives and not for God and not for salvation. Yeah. And just because they come in that way, it just because they're here with us doesn't mean they're actually elect, doesn't mean they're actually saved. Mm. Okay, so let me continue to break this down. Others not elected, although they may be called by the ministry of the word. So they're hearing, let's just say, it, they're in our Sunday gathering, they're hearing me preach and call them to faith and repentance. Okay. Now, this is we need clarity here. That's called the gospel call. When I share the gospel and say, "All right, now you believe, you you put your faith in Christ and you turn from your sin," that's the gospel call. That is not the effectual call of God. Okay. When I present the gospel, some people can listen and believe it, and some people can reject it. Okay. They're called by the ministry of the word. Let's just, uh, we got a text on that. 
All right. For many are called, but few are chosen in Matthew 22. But then in John 6, but there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. And he said, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted to him by the Father. After this, many of the disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. Okay, many are called. So Jesus says many are called, but few are chosen. Mm-hmm. We could say here, many are called, but few are elect. Or So many are called by the gospel, mm-hmm. the preaching of the word, but few are chosen. Few are the elect. Few mm-hmm. are effectually called. Yeah, Jesus knew. He preached the gospel to everybody. He, he knew who were, his, who were his. He knew who would come to him. He knew who would reject him and walk away. Yeah. Those who reject him and walk away are not elected. That's mm-hmm. what we're saying here. So they may be in churches. They may be in Christian homes, yet they never truly come unto Christ and therefore cannot be saved. Here we see there is no no other way to be saved but through Jesus Christ. We got a text for that one? Yes. Um, I think that was the John 6. Okay, so the only way to be saved is through Jesus. There's no other way. Now, in our society today, that alone is enough to get you strung up, okay? To say there is no other way unto God except for Jesus Christ. But we say to those people, um, you know, we're not saying this. Jesus said it. Mm, yeah. and, and this is their worldview, the worldview that says there, there can only be, there, there has to be multiple ways to God. That worldview is wrong. And that worldview needs to be called into account. Because if you're saying, can Jesus, if I say this, can Jesus be one way to God? And that person says, yes. I'll say, okay. Now I go to Jesus and say, Jesus, how do you get to God? And Jesus says, I am the only way mm-hmm. to get to God. Okay. I take that as truth. So you, the religions out there that say there's multiple ways to God, I reject as not true based on the son of the living God who came, lived, died, and was resurrected. He says himself, he is the only way. Do you have any examples of like what people may say that you have to do to get to, to get to heaven? Well, they just say Islam, they say Judaism, they say Buddha, they say just be a good person, right? They, they say all of those things. Mm-hmm. And in American, it's just like, I don't even know what American religion in these days, ultimately, it's just kind of a bunch of garbage. It's just like, you know, uh, just be a good enough person, basically, and everybody's going to go to heaven, you know? Mm. And, and that's not what the Bible says. Yeah. The Bible says if you continue in your sin, you will go to hell. And by that persistence and not repent of your sin. So when it comes to issues of LGBT and all this kind of stuff that's going on right now, you can't, there's no such thing as a person who's rejecting the Bible's view of sexuality, persisting in their sin, and then them still going to heaven. Mm. That's, that's a false religion. Yeah. And, and that's Jesus, we're told to, to be in the world, but not of the world. Mm. That's being of the world. Yeah. You know, so you can't put Jesus alongside Buddha and all these different people and just say he's one he's one way to God. He's the only way to God. Mm. Okay. So and he says straight up, they cannot be saved any Mm. other way. They cannot be saved. 
much less can men not professing the Christian religion be saved in any other way whatsoever be they never so diligent to frame their lives according to the light of nature. So that means they just build a good life because, you know, God's built the universe a certain way. And so they're truthful, they're honest, they're ethical. They, they, they love their family. They love their wife. They're a good neighbor. Uh, they're good in business. They raise their kids in a great way. And then they die. Well, guess what? If they did not profess the Christian religion, then they will not go to heaven. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> And the laws of that religion, <clears throat> they do profess. So, <clears throat> yeah. Um, we got a verse for that. Acts four twelve, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Mm. No other name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to assert and maintain that they may is very pernicious and to be detested. <clears throat> now, that is, that last line is a pretty bold proclamation. <clears throat> <clears throat> to assert and maintain that a person can be saved in any other way than through Jesus Christ is very pernicious and to be detested. Google pernicious for me. Yep. <clears throat> Having a harmful effect, especially in a gradual or subtle way. Oof. Especially in a gradual or subtle way. <clears throat> Having a harmful effect, especially in a, um, in a what way? Gradual <clears throat> or subtle. Okay. So, <clears throat> just because it sounds nice and it sounds tolerant doesn't mean that it's true, good, or beautiful. It's still harmful. Mm. You're, you're basically teaching people a false gospel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, don't worry. You don't have to believe the gospel. You just be a good person. Just, you know, don't, just don't be intolerant. Just be, just, you know, whatever it is, you know, uh, be accepting, be an ally, be an LGBT ally, be all of this thing. That's how you get to salvation. That's how, just be a good person. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's damning people to hell. Mm. And it should be rejected outright and be detested. We should hate it. Mm. Yeah. We should hate it. All this crap that we see on Facebook, all this false religion that we see on Facebook that's being propagated in our culture today, that's being pushed. This is Pride Month right now. This is one of the reasons I'm talking about it so much. So much. You go to you go to Target and they've got all kinds of rainbow LGBT. Kids clothes, women's clothes. Lego just came out with a with a non-binary, multi-gender, rainbow-colored set. None of the people on the set have genders on it. Blues Clues just released Change Your Own Gender episodes with all kind of perverse ideology in it. It is absolutely getting insane in our culture. And it's all in this line of either tolerance or hashtag love is love. And it's pernicious. It's heresy. It's going to send many people to hell. And Christians need to not be partner with it. And we need to stand up and boldly claim that you, this is wrong. Yeah. This is immoral. This is wrong. There's no other way to God. 
and this is the fast track to hell. And Christians are just clap. Some Christians are just clapping and waving rainbow flags and putting rainbow banners on their Facebook profiles, clapping while people are going to go to hell. Yeah, it's absurd and atrocious, and I'm very frustrated about it right now. Um, I'm not frustrated. I'm I'm fired up because I think we need to boldly proclaim the gospel and not give in to this cultural zeitgeist so when you say boldly proclaim the gospel like what does that look like in a loving way in these type of scenarios it looks it looks like preaching the gospel man it looks like preaching the gospel and not being afraid i think it looks like courage Mm. i think it looks like courage because right now the culture is saying if you say it's wrong you're a hater you're a bigot and we can't buy into that we say no you're you're wrong and this is the most loving thing for me to do because you're going to love people to hell. You know, your version of love is loving them to hell. That's not love. True love loves them now and loves them hopefully into eternity in a way that shares the gospel with them, right? That says you're not going to find salvation by finding your gender. You're not going to find salvation by following your sexual de- sexual desires or sexual in- whatever the, the proclivities that you have. You're yeah. not going to find salvation there. Salvation isn't found within you. Salvation is found through Christ and Christ alone. Yeah. And so we've got to we've got to be bold, man. We've got to have courage and proclaim the gospel in the face of this false gospel of our day um, that's being that's being proclaimed right now. And when you say courage, I, I mean I get like we should be um, have courage to you know say, like speak against those things, but we should also be loving, right? Depending on the the relationship peace instead of just going up to people saying you know you need to believe in jesus right yeah i well i'm not yeah you if you know me well enough you know we we believe in relational evangelism yeah we believe in developing relationships with people even lgbtq plus and serving them and loving them but at the same time never backing down from our from truth yeah never backing down off of our principles. So if they hear me, if they hear us proclaim what we actually believe, they're going to say we're bigots. But if they watch the way that we actually live and we actually love, they're going to be really confused Mm -hmm. because we don't live like bigots. We don't love like bigots. I think you said it best too in a a couple podcasts ago where you're talking about being tethered and anchored to the gospel Mm -hmm. um, and not falling into the sinking sand of the world, but at the same time holding true to the gospel and, and holding your hand out, hoping... Um, that they will be able to grab onto some of the truth that you're speaking yeah, to them in their relationship. Here's the point. We have to be willing to look like bigots. Hmm. Because if you're not willing to look like a bigot or sound like a bigot, you're never going to proclaim the truth. So they told Jesus he was a, they called Jesus a drunkard and a glutton. Yeah. He was willing to live his way in such a way that he was going to receive that false accusation. Mm-hmm. We have to be willing to be called bigots right now we're going to be if you, we say what we believe about sexuality if we say what we believe about gender <coughs> we're going to be called bigots but we have to blow their minds with the way that we live yeah. the way that we serve the way that we love the way that we care for the way that we give we're willing to open our table for lgbtq plus we're willing to eat go out to dinner with them we're willing to serve them yep. we're willing to have a bible study with with them we're willing to listen to their problems we're willing to invite them into missional community yeah we've so but i i think that that's why i say courage is the most important thing right now 
because I think most people are afraid to sound bigoted and to look bigoted, mm. and so they compromise the gospel. Yeah, They're more concerned with the appearance of love, the appear- appearance of tolerance, than they are with the actual reality of tolerance. Yeah. Tolerance is, I, we can have completely opposing views from one another, but we still walk together. Yeah. Like, I could say, your view of sexuality is crazy, and you could say, your view of sexuality is crazy, but we're willing to stay in community and walk together. Yeah. That's true tolerance. The tolerance in our society today is, if you're not tolerant the way that I want you to be tolerant, I'm intolerant of you and you should be canceled. Yeah, they're, they're cutting you off. That is not tolerance. Yeah. yeah. That's totalitarian tolerance. <laughs> and I think it's good, too, that you broke that down because so many people, you know, will take that courage or take some of the words and try to, you know, spin it in a way of throwing it in people's face and being hurtful and not loving. Some so people will, good. but I think, I think you're right. Some people will. But I think the danger right now is on the other side of the aisle. I think the danger on the, the the bigger danger right now is for us to not be courageous enough and not and to not actually speak our convictions. Mm, yeah. Because yeah. it's Pride Month, man. It's getting posted on Facebook. It's getting shoved down our faces. It's getting taught in schools. Yeah. All these marketers are throwing it at us. And so it takes a lot of courage to stand up and say, no, I believe that's wrong. I believe it's sinful. I believe it's wrong for humanity. I believe it's bad for human nature. I believe it's bad for other people. I believe it doesn't promote human flourishing. It doesn't create good cult, God-honoring culture. I stand against this yeah. because I stand with God and the kingdom of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So take that as you may. But again, we have to end with that because they said to assert and maintain that, they, that anybody can be saved outside of Jesus Christ is pernicious. It's pernicious and is to be detested. <clears throat> so we should detest those lies. All right. <clears throat> well, that's it for you, for us today, guys. If you have any questions, please email me at justindean at sacredcitychurch.com. We would love to answer your questions on the podcast. We love you. We're praying for you. Hopefully we'll see you on Sunday. God bless. God bless.